When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And now, and now back to Hale Varsity Radio. Thanks for spending time. Hale Varsity with you on a Monday. We're presented by Currency. Don't forget, we are at Rosie's this Thursday, 4 to 6. You're in town for the state tournament. Hey, come see us. Great food and drink specials. It is awesome to be down to Rosie's. Lots of fun. Not far from PBA. Chris Schmidt, Elijah Herbal. We'll have plenty of state basketball coverage as well. You'll hear him on the radio. Uh, Jeff Smith is with us, longtime assistant for Nebraska basketball. He knows March well. And, of course, a Hall of Fame coach with Lincoln Southeast. Going to talk some round ball. We'll get to Coach Rule and some NFL and the Combine in a bit. Coach Smith, thanks for a few minutes. How was your weekend? It was a great weekend. It was beat Iowa weekend, wasn't it? <laughs> it was, man. And I don't know who had a better weekend, Husker basketball fans or just Husker fans or Elijah Herbal at the craps table. We're still working <laughs> on that uh, that information. But let's dive into Nebraska first, and we'll get your take on Class A for the state tournament in a moment. But, you know, I would uh, have bet – mama's money and and everyone else's money and and not my own that this wasn't going to shake out like it did yesterday you just don't go win in iowa city but fred and company man they just never cease to amaze they just keep keep this story going and 16 and 15 sure feels weirdly enough kind of like a 20 win season i know it's not but man everything they've been through coach smith they keep delivering yeah, they've been through a lot. And this was a weekend. I was glad I'm not a better because I, I, that would have been hard not to think Iowa's going to play really well the way they've played. But, you know, Iowa Iowa will break down defensively, and that's kind of what we took advantage of. Um, you know, our shooting percentages were amazing yesterday. And, and uh, when you shoot like that, when you shoot over 50% from the three and your field goal percentage is almost 60%, you're going to stay in any game despite – giving up a lot of points off of offensive rebounds and a lot of points off of turnovers. Um, that's a lot to overcome, but when you shoot it like that, you can. And when you have some consistency on the defensive end, which we've talked about all year, and you hold them to 36%, number one, that is going to create more opportunities for them to get offensive rebounds because that percentage is including their putbacks. So if you go you know, first shot defensive percentage, it's probably down in the 20s, which is amazing defense against an offensive juggernaut like Iowa. But Iowa's just not – I just don't see them going that far unless they kind of do what Nebraska does and get down and play defense and take some pride on that defensive end. But, but i tell you what, we had, you know, we had some really good performances. We had four guys in double figures and then three other guys that scored nine. So really almost you know, seven guys in double figures. So it was great balance. Everybody contributed in their way. I really liked watching Sam Greasel yesterday. I thought his rhythm with his shooting was as good as I've seen all year. So a lot of things point to some possibilities in postseason play here. 
Coach, before we uh, we dive too deeply into the potential postseason play, I want to ask you about something. I brought it back in our first segment. Patrick McCaffrey seemed to have an issue with the broadcast booth in the first half, was uh, giving them a look every single time he hit a three because they said he's been cold and they need a big game from him. What was your reaction to that from a coaching perspective, seeing a guy you know have a chip on his shoulder from the broadcast booth trying to, to one-up those guys? Yeah, you know, if that's what it takes to motivate you, I'm not sure you're playing for the right reason. Obviously, he was motivated to prove Robbie Hummel wrong. Um, and then I was watching. I hadn't. I hadn't. I was out of town when the Iowa Michigan State comeback happened, and they were talking about Rabracha had a problem with what they said. They must watch their broadcasts a lot. But <laughs> I, I'm not really. I, I'm. I'm more into you know putting the walls up around the court and keeping your focus with your teammates. And and you know they even asked the question: Was well, he made five? Is he done? He did make one more, but um, I don't know if his intensity level dropped. I, I wouldn't be too excited about. Having having that you know focus on the side on the on the press table myself. What about the the, the charge that went Sammy Hoiberg's way at that moment in that gym by that official who Fran stared down just two weeks ago with Michigan State epic comeback for Michigan for Iowa that Michigan State game thirteen points in a minute but man the official was on the baseline. He made the call. Sam was there, but I don't know that Sam was set. I'm not whining about it, though. Yeah, you know, you, you sometimes you say 50-50 call. That was maybe a 30-70 call, but we got the 30. <laughs> um, you know, you, you have to keep in mind when you're a coach that the way you, the way you respond to officiating from game to game can, can impact you at some point. And I'm not sure the way Fran treats officials doesn't sometimes catch up with him and it and it uh, it really could have you know maybe subconsciously by this guy but he you know you go stare at a guy and embarrass him and it's all over national tv and, and you know and they're talking about it on talk shows that that's not good and and you know that's where you know fred is almost the other opposite way where he's so laid back but i, I guarantee you those guys aren't going to make calls against fred because he's you know, too demonstrative on the sideline. And, and sometimes, unfortunately, I think Fran's a really good coach. They run some really good stuff offensively. But I think, I think that's something that, I, you know, we can all learn stuff at old age. I, I think he's got to learn to just try to control that and understand that that could hurt him down the stretch. And I, I think it did this time. Coach, do you think Nebraska's NIT future is secured pre-Big Ten tournament with that win, or do you think they still need to go make some noise in the Big Ten tournament, get a couple wins? If they can get one, they're guaranteed at least a 500 finish this season. Yeah, I, I think they're in pretty good shape, personally. I think Nebraska's a good name. They know that you know, if, if they can have a home game first or second round, they know they're going to fill the place. I, and I think NIT, that makes a difference. You know, a little dollar signs. I think we've got enough quality wins I think they said Iowa had nine quad one wins or something like that. And for us to beat them at their on their home floor, if they take into consideration our league, I feel like I'm not one of those bracket experts, but I feel like we're in pretty good shape. You know, they were talking about how they are more and more letting conference the, the regular season conference champion in with the tournament champion, which means more of those teams in the NCAA, which then it funnels down where good teams get left out and fills up the NIT quicker. But uh, I would like to think that uh, I'd like to think we've done enough on our resume. I think going 500 can get you in the NIT. Jamarcus Lawrence, speak to his growth, his ability, 
and where he can go with this team, not just postseason, not just Chicago, but he's been dynamite. He has been absolute dynamite. What's the, what's the ceiling look like for him? Yeah, I think it's really high, I, and, and he's playing on both ends of the floor. I, I know for a fact that Coach Lenzer likes him on the defensive, floor, defensive end because he understands the rotation at a young age. He understands communication. He's in the right spots a lot. His vision is really good, which is important defensively. But offensively, he's just gaining more and more confidence. You know, there, there was the – I can't remember which game it was. He, he missed, like, his last four or five free throws. I don't know if that was Minnesota at home or what, and you could see it shook him a little bit. I really wondered how he'd come back um, against Michigan State and play, but but he knocked some shots down, and he showed some mental toughness to me because sometimes little things like that can rattle a freshman. But he's he he's gone through this freshman learning curve really quick and obviously additional playing time. But I, I see him as a combo guard. I think he could move to the point in the future and play some good point guard. I think he can, you know – get in the corners and spot up and shoot really well, like, he, you know, with five of them. So I think he's got a really bright future. You know, the thing you start worrying about is, you know, a kid from back east, let's make sure we keep him here because he's a, he's a really important cog in the future, and we need that consistency of, of freshmen coming in, going through that learning curve and, and not losing people but keeping them here because he, he could be a future leader, a future, uh, you know, Big Ten, maybe all-conference guy someday if he stays with it from what he's shown with his growth. Um, I, I love the kid. I, the other thing I love about him, I love guard speed with the ball, and he shows that at times. And I think he's a very complete player that's just grown by leaps and bounds and has a really, really high ceiling. Coach, I know you've had a chance to go down and watch practice a couple of times, uh, and you have been able to, to talk with some members of the coaching staff on multiple occasions. What do you make of what Nebraska has in the cupboard? There's a guy in Ramel Lloyd we haven't yet seen this year, Denim Dawson, Jamarcus Lawrence. There's some, some freshman impact guys that Fred Hoiberg has. What do you make of what he's got in the cupboard for the future? Yeah, I, I think those guys, uh, Ramil Lloyd and De- Denim Dawson, just have to keep improving on the offensive end with their offensive skills. I, I, Ramil Lloyd's a really good, good athlete. I was almost wondering if they'd pull him out of red shirt. Um, really good body. Um, it looks like he plays hard, kind of like Juwan Gary, uh, kind of similar body, maybe handles even a little better. Uh, I, I think there's some future there with those guys, but I do think to play in the Big Ten, um, you've got to have some guys that can make shots, and you can't have too many you know, defensive specialists or, you know, like Denham Dawson right now is kind of a rebounding defensive specialist. I hope he can just keep improving his offensive game. You, you put that with the, the athletic ability that they have, um, then you have some guys that can really contribute both ends. And then, then you're maybe top, you know, top five, top half of the Big Ten where you need to be with guys like that. So um, I think it's pretty bright. It's, it's, You've you got to start recruiting and keep your guys here. You've got to recruit your guys first. Coach, we're going to wrap this segment with basketball, and if you got a couple minutes on the other side, I want to spend time on the state tournament here next segment. But with Nebraska basketball, how far, what's realistic for them in Chicago here? Can they, can they really wow, or do you think it's just too much to ask for more than, than one win? I don't think it's too much. I, I, don't, I don't think it's an easy task by any means, but I, I do feel like that they are confident. I think this coaching staff has got them playing to their roles, to their abilities, as good as I've seen 
a team do in a long, long, long time. But, you know, I, I heard you talking about Tamanaga before we came on air, and, you know, his February was fantastic. Well, you know, Big Ten coaches aren't going to let a guy get 20, and, and especially it's harder for a 6'1", 6'2", guy to get 20 every night um, when you've got 6'7", 6'8", kids that are, you know, really good athletes and, and experienced players guarding you. But he's opened up a lot for the other guys. Mm-hmm. So, you know, if he can still get some of his and they can still get him open off of screens, but then Jamarcus Lawrence takes advantage. I felt I feel like Sam uh, Sam Greasel has been much more aggressive about the last six games and either been told or realized I just gotta do a little more offensively. If he can keep doing that with, with aggressiveness and then Sam Hoiberg can keep contributing. I think they got a, a chance to to pull an upset after the first round. It's just been pretty fun, at least it was yesterday, where Tomanaga didn't have a bad game, but it was limited, five for nine. Some of the, the, the heat check threes he took were not at great times. Those had been falling, but everybody else picked him up with Greasel's first-half performance, of course, the start by Jamarcus, and then you even have uh, Sam and, and Breidenbach come in and combine for just shy of 20. Coach, stay there for us. We'll get your take on the Class A Boys State Tournament if that works. You got it. It All works. Right. All right. There he is, Hall of Fame coach Jeff Smith. Some thoughts on Husker Hoops, the win in Iowa. Previewing Class A next on Hale Varsity. And now. And now. Back to Hale Varsity Radio. Few minutes. Hale Varsity continues. Presented by Currency. Chris Schmidt, Elijah Herbal. The Boys State Basketball Tournament descends on PBA in the Devaney Center here Wednesday through Saturday. Hall of Fame coach Jeff Smith, Nebraska assistant uh, Hall of Famer with Southeast. Uh, Going to talk prep hoops here for a moment. Coach, is this uh, as balanced of a Class A field as you see? And I'm putting Bell West off to the side in their own category. They're incredible. They're unbeaten. They'll get uh, fought for that right to be champion again. But overall, uh, we're pretty excited here between the metro region, Omaha and Lincoln, having so many options back in the tourney. Yeah, I think it's, you know, like you said, maybe put Bell West up there and throw the rest in. And really, I think it's very balanced between those other seven. It's not like Bell West can't be beaten. You know, we saw Southeast play them three really good quarters and just lost it by the one. And and I think teams can play with them, but they're just so darned explosive. But yeah, even you know, even North Star as an eight seed, when you have two six eight kids that are, are you know athletic like San Linnell and and those guys, that's that's a dangerous team. You know, Coach Q did them a favor by leaving the the cupboard full with Houston transferred in from Northeast. He's a really good player. Gatwich is another good junior that averages around 10 a game. San Linnell, 17. And then Clemens, about 12. That That's four really good players. And I, I think they are a you know, pretty good matchup with Bell West. It's a tall task, but you never know. And then, you know, I think Southeast has actually a good draw with Gretna because of Southeast length. I think they can cause Gretna some problems. Gretna is led by a couple juniors. Porkowski and Wilcoxon, really talented players, but you know they're they're six three ish, six two ish in Southeast with Bangot Dak is six eight and and you know Schaefer and those guys and Voss I guess is another six eight one. So I, I think that's a good matchup with for Southeast, even though it's a six three game. And then 
um, east-west side. Uh, east beat them once in the regular season. So, you know, there's another possibility for uh, Lincoln School to advance. Coach, for the uh, the listeners out there that maybe haven't followed high school bas- basketball as closely as uh, ourselves this season, can you give a couple players to watch for in the state tournament, guys that here in a couple of years might be going and uh, making some noise, D1, D2 uh, level guys that are going to be playing in the state tournament? Yeah, you know, we know, let's start with Bell West. I mean, we know that, you know, they have a lot of talent and we we know a lot about Dotzler because he signed with Creighton, but the Jackson kid, the other guard, is a really talented guard. I think it's a for sure high Division One talent. Um, I think he's somebody, somebody that people would really love to watch. Um, and the McMorris kids, are, you know, a little competitor with, with their team. I, I do think if they go watch North Star, Clemens and San Linnell are six eight athletes that um, San Linnell has a lot of inside-out skill. And I think – you know, I think he and then along with Bangot Dak from Southeast, another 6'8", long athlete, I, I think Dak's like looking at a, a prep school. I wouldn't be surprised if a San Linnell would either to give one more year of polish maybe of improvement before they, you know, have a chance to go play Division One basketball. Um, I think that's a possibility. Um, I think for like Division Two level kids, you look at East and you look at guys like uh, Mick and Melissa and guys like that. I, and Division Three like Westland would just just love to have kids like that. Um, so you know, and Wade Voss for Southeast is already going to Wayne State. Um, and I, I really like that uh, Pekorski kid from from he's only a junior from Gretna. I think he's one to watch. Um, and then Millard North still has talent. Uh, the one I really like, if people want to go watch a point guard, 6'3 point guard is the Gates kid. He's averaging 13 a game. He averages 4.5 assists, 6.8 rebounds. It's Eli Gates. If you have a chance to watch Millard North, um, Chris and I called their game against Southwest. They played a phenomenal first half and then let up a little bit in the second half. But I, I, I was talking to some coaches about him the other day. I think he's a 6'3 point guard that people would want to watch. Coach, you have connections around the country from your, your college days, and you've recruited, you recruited in-state here just at a phenomenal level with Coach Knee to, to bring in the, the Pikowskis, the Chubbucks, the Stricks. I mean, th- those, those were awesome memories for a lot of us growing up with Nebraska kids or region kids leading Nebraska to the NCAA tournament. What's the rep right now uh, with uh, in-state, and we're not far removed from Chucky, we're not far removed from Hunter going to big-time spots, but the the, the faucet's not been turned off at all uh, in the state with some high-level guys. Yeah, this really last year's class, or, or Ch- you know, Chucky's class and some of the guys this year, Kind of reminds me of the time that when we recruited the Stricklands and the Woolridges and the Chubbicks and the Badgets and the Rich Kings and I mean that was a that was a you know really deep class in Nebraska and I consider a Pikowski since he lived in Scottsbluff for a while but mm-hmm. this is similar and I think the one thing that that we did and Coach Nee wanted to do was we let those kids know early that they were our top recruits we we didn't care about other kids in the country as much as we cared about the local kids. And I'm not sure before Fred changed his staff, I'm not sure that was happening as much, but I think that's, uh, I know coach Linzer and coach Howard have been out in the state and made their presence felt kind of like the football staff's doing. 
and I think that's something they got to repair a little bit. I, I think they should take a Nebraska kid every year. I, maybe sometimes it's a walk-on. You know, maybe they can use NIL money. But when you need that scholarship kid like a like a Hepburn and those guys, a Green from Millard North, we we Nebraska has to get those guys. And I know Creighton's going to get some too because they're a great coaching staff and they're a great program and a good league. But you know, we we need to get those kids and keep them home. We we've seen from Sam Hoiberg playing from Pius and going there, and and Sam Greasel from Easton going there, and in, in the history of Nebraska basketball with Nebraska kids, we've seen how effective that can be when you put their hearts on the floor and their loyalty on the floor um, and their work ethic on the floor. How that can pay off for Nebraska? Is it still a, a hard sell? for in-state kids to, to look seriously. Nebraska's had a nice six weeks, but the bigger picture. Uh, you mentioned repairing the fence a little bit. Yeah, it, you know, it, it comes down to winning. In my opinion, it comes down mm-hmm. to showing kids that you're going to win and you want to win with them. And I think this that, that they've kind of turned the corner on that of how they want to play. And, and I, I think they've turned the corner on that you can say, look at who recruit. Look at the kind of kids we recruited last year. Look at look at Bandemel coming from SMU and a winning program and a great a great leader that he was and still is on the bench. And and look at Gary coming in from you know Alabama, a winning program. And and you know I think that shows a lot that they've kind of changed their focus of recruiting and understand that character matters. And then now 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 young man, we want to add you from you know lincoln whatever high school or omaha whatever high school we want to add your millard whatever high school we want to add you to this and and highlight you in this state in this in this big 10 conference jeff smith with us here on hail varsity radio can hear coach uh throughout the state tournament with coverage and uh and analysis and also, uh, therefore, it's uh, all your long-talking Big Red basketball. Coach, we will see you on Wednesday. Thanks again for a few minutes today. You betcha. That'll be fun Wednesday. That'll be great. Can't wait for it. There he is, Jeff Smith, great coach, Hall of Famer, longtime assistant at Nebraska. We'll wind down our one. Plenty of football to get to with Coach Rule and uh, Thomas Fedoni next hour. Charlie McBride's 15 minutes away on Hale Varsity.